Praise God from whom all blessings flow. This is Brother William Kantz with this week's lesson. From 1 Thessalonians 2, the verses are 1 through 12. And the title of this week's lesson is Knowledge of Paul. Again, 1 Thessalonians 2, verses 1 through 12, from the New King James Version of the Bible, the text reads, For you yourselves, brethren, know that our coming to you was not in vain. But even after we had suffered before and were spitefully treated at Philippi, as you know, we were bold in our God to speak to you the gospel of God in much conflict. For our exhortation did not come from error or uncleanness, nor was it in deceit. But as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God, who tests our hearts. For neither at any time did we use flattering words, as you know, nor a cloak of covetousness, God is witness. Nor did we seek glory from men, either from you or from others, when we might have made demands as apostles of Christ. But we were gentle among you, just as a nursing mother cherishes her own children. So affectionately longing for you, we were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives, because you had become dear to us. For you remember, brethren, our labor and toil for laboring night and day, that we might not be a burden to any of you. We preach to you the gospel of God. You are witnesses, and God also how devoutly and justly and blamelessly we behaved ourselves among you who believe. Verse 11. As you know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you, as a father does his own children, that you would walk worthy of God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. Blessed be the readers, the hearers, particularly those who follow and do God's holy and divine word. In this lesson, Paul testifies regarding his character, his mission, his authority, and his methods. Notice the descriptive phrases Paul uses to describe the behavior of he and his companions who were proclaiming Christ. In verse 2, we were bold. Verse 4, we have been approved. Verse 7, we were gentle. Verse 8, we were well pleased. Verse 9, we preached to you the gospel of God. Verse 10, we behaved ourselves among you. And verse 11, we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you. People in Thessalonica were apt to think of being a Christian according to the way Paul and his fellow workers lived. The apostle did not shy away from the responsibility. He appealed to his own example. Unlike philosophers who frequented the marketplace of Greco-Roman cities, Paul was not hesitant to work. When possible, he earned his own living. He preached a simple, profound message a message declaring the truth. The Christ of God came to suffer. 
God raised him up from the dead. He was coming again. Salvation was in none other. Through Christ, God gave strength to the poor and the helpless. The Lord came for those who recognized their condition of need. Paul recognized the need to be aware that the church is measured by what it does. Paul was concerned that Christians at Thessalonica knew why he preached, the purity of his motives, the glorification of Christ to which he gave himself. The Apostle Paul faced opposition throughout his ministries. The Jews in Antioch of Pisidia opposed the things spoken by Paul. Notice Acts 13, verse 45. This also occurred in Thessalonica. For the Jews who were not persuaded, becoming envious, took some of the evil men from the marketplace and gathering a mob, set all the city in an uproar. Acts 17, verse 5. If Paul and his companions escaped physical abuse, they were belittled, insulted, and disdained by many in positions of authority. In Thessalonica, it was said, These who have turned the world upside down came here too. Verse 6, Acts 17. The Greek here is used in the New Testament only by St. Luke and St. Paul. Acts 21 and verse 38 and Galatians 5 and 12. Uh, turning the world upside down. Uh, to unsettle or disturb, to make people literally outcasts, unsettled in their former place or metaphorically unsettled in their allegiance to their civil or spiritual leaders is the meaning of turn the world upside down. In the mouth of St. Paul's accusers, it contains a distinct charge of sedition and disobedience to the Roman law. As Christians, we recognize that Jesus Christ is the way, that humility and service, not the aggrandizement of power and wealth, is the attitude of faith and therefore hope. And this does turn the world upside down from a focus on uh, commodities to a, a focus on serving God. In our lesson text, 1 Thessalonians 2, verses 1 through 12, Paul defends his conduct to the Thessalonians. They knew his time with them had been fruitful, verse 1, not in vain. Paul's work had been a demonstration of divine agency attended with important consequences. The evidence of the apostle's sincerity was that he avoided flattery and covetousness. He avoided ambition and hubris. Paul says he and his brothers were bold in God. They recognize God is. God is. God is the ground for our boldness. We must humbly depend on God's power. We must be those people 
who are compelled to persevere with ardor and zeal in our service to God. The ground of our boldness in speaking must be the realization that God is holy and eternal. The Thessalonians knew Paul's motives and methods. Paul was not selfish. He did not use flattering words to gain an advantage, verse 5. He did not seek glory from men, verse 6. Instead, he worked with the Thessalonians in a gentle yet concerned manner. If anyone spoke evil of Paul or attempted to discredit his ministry in Thessalonica, the brethren could declare otherwise. Making this point, Paul declared, You are witnesses, and God also, how devoutly and justly and blamelessly we behaved ourselves among you who believe. Verse 10. Paul's ministry, based on the truth of Jesus Christ, spoke for itself. Although Paul's time in Thessalonica was brief, it was productive. Luke reports that Paul spent three Sabbaths reasoning with the Jews in the synagogue, Acts 17, verse 2. This does not necessarily mean he spent only three weeks total in the city, for He later reminded the brethren how he and his companions labored night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you. 1 Thessalonians 2 and verse 9. His efforts in Thessalonica bore results. The Thessalonians' positive response to Paul's teaching of the gospel and the subsequent energy generated in spreading the good news was sufficient testimony both to the clarity of the message and the inexorable force of the truth proclaimed. Paul, at times, found it necessary to defend the authority of the message. He wrote, For our exhortation did not come from error or uncleanness, nor was it in deceit, but as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, even so we speak not as pleasing men, but God who tests our hearts. 1 Thessalonians 2, 3, and 4. The term exhortation is also translated as an appeal. Paul's preaching was a fervent urgent appeal to seek all to turn from idols and seek the living God and accept his son as the way to gain safety from the coming wrath. How motivated are we to proclaim and testify to the grace and mercy found in Jesus Christ? Are we compelled to serve and lead others to Christ? Paul further identified the relational nature of Christianity. Paul described his concern and love for the Thessalonians in 1 Thessalonians 2 and verse 8. So affectionately longing for you, we were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, 
but also our own lives because you had become dear to us. This emphatic interaction requires giving of ourselves to assist others in their daily walk. This is Christ-like living, sustaining love among the faithful, as well as modeling for others. Paul and his companions did not seek to get something from the Thessalonians. They sought to give of themselves as they shared the gospel. Christians, let us seek this personal dimension. Let us gather together. Seek a safe space, physically and emotionally, to serve God and each other. Paul called upon both the Thessalonian Christians and God to stand as witnesses regarding his behavior. He continued, You are witnesses, and God also, how devoutly and justly and blamelessly we have behaved ourselves among you who believe, as you know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you, as a father does his own children, that you would walk worthy of God, who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. Verses 10 through 12. Like a father calling upon and encouraging his children to do what is right, Paul urged the Thessalonians to walk worthy of God. Verse 12. The conduct of those who proclaim the gospel matters. This is why Paul declared to the Corinthians, but I discipline or subdue my body, and bring it into subjection or control, lest when I preach to others, I myself should become disqualified as a reprobate. That's 1 Corinthians 9, 27. Paul recognized the truth of our human condition. Romans eight thirteen ESV for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. Neither Paul's methods of preaching nor his motives for doing so were questionable. His conduct was beyond reproach. As Christians... We must be aware the church is measured by what it does. Paul was concerned that Christians at Thessalonica knew why he preached and the purity of his motives. Therefore, the glorification of Christ became the focus. The truth of the message that Paul proclaimed must not be questioned because of the lack of discernment of the herald. The apostle himself was both a runner in the Christian course and a herald of the conditions of that race to others. Today, as Christians, 
Each of us has a similar responsibility to temper our behavior, recognizing that Christianity is a lifestyle. In order to fulfill our responsibilities as children of God, we must demonstrate a life lived, a life lived in the shadow of the cross. This lesson is yours. Thank you for listening, church. I pray there was something that was said that was both uplifting and edifying. Next week's lesson comes from 1 Thessalonians 2, verses 13 through 20, and the title of the lesson is Conversion, A Change Must Come. Let us go to God's eternal throne in prayer. Father God, we approach your throne of grace with all humility. We approach with a deference, a tender recognition that you are the true and living God, our God, who sits high and looks low, a God of infinite possibilities, a God of perfect wisdom, power, majesty, and holiness. Thank you, Father, for being our God, a God of second chances. We recognize our dependent condition. We are ever thankful that you have adopted us as your children. We thank you for the sacrifice of your only begotten Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, for his sacrifice on the cross where he gave of himself as he suffered, bled, and died, taking on the sins of mankind. That through his death, burial, and resurrection, we have the hope of eternal life if we live faithfully unto death and it be thy will. Father God, Please forgive us of any trespasses we may have committed since the last time we were together. Father God, we, we come with petitions on our heart and mind this day. We pray for those who are suffering this day, those who are, who are in mourning, those who are sick and shut in, those who are in abusive situations, those who are in the hospital waiting for procedures. We thank you for those who have been lifted up from their afflictions and we pray that and we thank you as the physician who has never lost a patient, who has turned to you and who has recognized you let us all lift up our eyes into the hills. Father God, give us all those things we stand in need of this day. And thank you, Father, for your love as you shower down the many blessings you have for us. 
We pray for each person within the sound of my voice and their extended families. Give us each your courage to be a righteous herald of thy truth. In the most blessed name of Jesus Christ, we ask it all. Amen. Again, Christians, thanks for listening. Reach out this week in Christian love by text, card, phone. Stay in connection with one another. Demonstrate Christ in your life. Stay safe. Bye for now.